You're listening to the Sex, Lies and Improvisation podcast. Each episode, we share an unedited recording of one of our live shows. Then we discuss what the hell happened on stage from an improviser's point of view. Uh, this show is completely improvised. That means that the characters, the dialogue, and the plot are all being created in this moment, inspired by the fact that Rachel had sex with someone else, and I don't know about it. Now, in case you're worried, in real life, we are both very happy in relationships with other people. This is just a show. <laughs> this is Sex, Lies, and Improvisation. Use a bit more salt, that's all. I was just saying, you could use a bit more salt. Okay, we'll put some more salt on it then. Right, thank you. God, that's quite a lot of salt. Well, well, it needs quite a lot of salt then. Okay, great. Mm. Yeah, and then. No, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that. You've been here when I was cooking it. I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was, it was, it was just a really, really important meeting, all right? I couldn't just duck out because, you know, we had mash. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And sausages, I know, but like. It's not about the mash. All the sausages. What? You're never around. I miss you. I can't even remember what you look like naked. What do you mean you can't remember what I look like naked? (laughs) Don't laugh at me. What? He's going to show you now. (laughs) I mean, do you want to find out? (laughs) take this seriously. Look, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I I, want to be here. I do. I want to be around. I want to be, you know, here for dinner and I want to be able to relax. But, uh, and, and, you know, I want us to be together. But it's, it's, it's not something I can just, you know, I can't just walk away right now. They're making redundancies. Okay. How, how long Trying, right, for us. Thank you. I love you. Yeah? Mm-hmm. We got married kind of fast. I don't know if it was such a good idea to put that kind of pressure on us. I think it was almost like we wanted to prove that we um, could do it. And um, I feel quite lonely and left alone and and left behind. And so I had sex with someone else, which I know doesn't um, reflect very well on me. And so I keep trying to make it up to Alex without telling him that I've done it, which doesn't seem to go that well either. It was someone at work, 
he's um he's new and uh he was like let's have drinks and i was like well i should get back for alex and i realized alex wouldn't be back to be back for so i was like okay jack you know let's have drinks and so we went to the pub and then um Kind of embarrassing, actually. Uh, we did it in the disabled toilet at the pub. <laughs> yeah, so it was just like a moment of madness. It was just like going back to being single, and I, I felt awful afterwards. I mean, not straight afterwards. Like I, I, I did. I felt awful. Um, But if I tell him, it's not going to make it any better, is it? It's not going to make us any happier. So, um, I just see no reason why he should ever know. Who's Jack? You what? Your phone buzzed while you were in the toilet. It said Jack on it. Who's Jack? You're looking at my phone. Oh, it's just, it's here. I'm just curious. What did you say? I don't know, I just saw, like, message from Jack. WhatsApp from Jack. Oh! Jack! Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it's a new guy at work, isn't it? Yeah? Oh, yeah, you said there was someone new. Yeah, yeah. What a dummy. I must have given him this number instead of my work number because he needs me to help him out with the... Um, uh, work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they bother giving you a work phone. Like... It just seems like an excuse to be able to contact you all the time, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Like, can't he leave you alone? What's he doing at like eight o'clock at night sending you a message? Yeah, it's pretty rude, like, isn't it? Is he young? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't get it, does he? Like, can you not just let you switch off? No, he was brought up in a different generation. Yeah, I'll just tell him, actually, it's not professional to um, text me at home. All right. Okay. Who did you think it was? I don't know. I don't know anyone called Jack. Do I know anyone called Jack? Your uncle's John, isn't it? Do you want to do something else? And you don't, you don't want to find out who won? I mean, I can't. Could do. Just think, you know, we finally have a nice thing together and... Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hello. Mm -hmm. It's gotten into you. Okay, so I need to spend some more time at home. <laughs> um, I don't know. I felt like for a while there were things. You know, I know I've been really busy with work and stuff, and it's really difficult. You know, I come back stressed, and I'm not. I'm not great at like switching off. Um, and you know, I want to do what's. I want to do what's right for us. You know, I want to make things. Want to make sure that that, that we're provide that she's provided for, you know, like I'm. Um, I know it's kind of like not the thing to say nowadays, but I feel like that's sort of my responsibility, you know. And you know, we both work and stuff, but she's in this kind of, you know, she's kind of in this like weird admin HR role that never really kind of like, you know, it's like a small company and there's not really anywhere to kind of like go up you know, from there, and so it's just like, you know, her salary's not gone up in like three years, and it's tough, you know, it's a tough time, so I'm just trying really hard, but like, I don't know, maybe, maybe the, maybe the time apart is good for us, you know, because when we get together, like, like, there's, 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 it's like when we were dating again, you know, like, I don't know what's changed, but something's like brought us back, back together, Oh, this smells great. Yeah, curry. Ooh. Smell good? Ooh, yeah. You yeah, can yeah, taste yeah. it first? Check uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's hot. It's really good. Too hot. No, I just mean like because like it's on the... Oh, and hot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although actually a bit of coconut milk might be a... You know, okay, yeah, great idea. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> spicy. How are you? Are you You're right. Yeah. This is this is lovely. I just um, really enjoyed it last night. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like. Um, well, you hopefully you'll remember what I look like naked for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I knew really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're hard to forget. Oh my god, that's such a nice thing to say. Thanks. I was thinking, yeah, maybe we could eat this, yeah, and then go out, yeah, lovely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was thinking we could go to the park, yeah, and um. Um, um, what? And... Is it pub quiz night? You know I'm shit at that. Uh, I, I, no, that's not what I meant. I don't know if it is actually. What night is the pub quiz? That's not the point. <laughs> I was thinking we could go out yeah. and do what we were doing when we were in. <coughs> what? In the... Like in the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. You're up for that? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's have yeah. curry first. Let's then. do it. All right. Oh my god! So we did. It was brilliant. <laughs> so this is the answer. 
Okay, I just need to get that excitement and that fun back with Alex. Oh God, I think maybe this will be a good thing for us. You know, because it was just like the, the kick up the backside that I needed to um, put my focus back on Alex. I know I did a bad thing, but I'm going to turn it into a good thing. sure it'll pull through. Like people 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 come back from heart attacks like you know people go on to live for like 20, 30 years. Do you think? Yeah. God it's just a lesson isn't it? Mm. We've only got now, we've only got this moment, we've only got today. Mm. We'll be gone. ended up taking off some time from work, you know, like compassionate leave and stuff, um, just a couple of days, but like they sent flowers in the office, um, and like everyone signed the card, um, but I was flicking through it and like Jack put like a heart and two kisses, and it's like, <coughs> sorry, who the fuck is this guy? Like, 
you know, it's a it's a hope you feel okay card. It's not like a it's not like any card that you put a heart and two kisses in. Like I don't know what's his what's his what's his deal, you know? And like and like I was I was just kind of like you know it's fine. I'm not going to bring it up. Like he's just. It's just a thing, isn't it? Like, I'm reading too much into it. Um, and then I saw on her phone again, like, you know, she was in the shower, and I was just in bed, and I just saw, like, Jack's name pop up. And, and I opened it, and it just said, thinking of you. And there were no other messages. And I know he's messaged her before, so, like, there's no other messages. So, 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 so... Where are the other messages? Fucking hell, Inspector Cluso. You should just get, you know, your newspaper with the eye holes cut out, shouldn't you? What lovely, lovely behaviour in my hour of need. Thank you so much for making everything so easy. I just wanted to know if he's, like, I don't know, like... Being inappropriate. Like what? Like. Like towards what? you. <laughs> like it's is I don't. Yeah, he is. That's it. Yeah. He's um. Babe, I didn't. I, uh, I think no, you're right. Like I just didn't. Like, I, I know. I know what you're like. like. Like you just. You just. You know. What am I like? Well, you you just like when something's wrong, like you don't you don't tell me about it, like you you push it aside, you know. Do I? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Like you you just you just don't want to make make things difficult. And so I knew you'd do something like this, like you know I knew I could tell like that there was something going on, and this guy is just like being completely unprofessional. Yeah, yeah. And you don't need that. You don't need that. I don't need that, do I? Like, it's one thing to, like, send you a text by accident to the wrong phone, but, like, why the fuck's he messaging you, right? Like, that's not appropriate. You've told him that's not the right number. And, like, you know, they sent a card. And that's why I deleted the other messages, but it won't work messages on my phone, because it's my phone, not my work phone. Yeah. That's why. I like it's nice to get a card from the office, but I, you know I think it's, it's like leave you the fuck alone, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Do you want to? Um, I think you should tell him. Wait, no, God, don't no. do that. No, God. Don't no, you're do that. right. You're right. No, I no, should. no, no, no. You'll make it weird. Don't you tell him? I'll tell him. You might, like, uh, go too far. Um. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, you tell him. I'll tell him. God, it's yeah. just so it's an- typical man, isn't it, to think he gets to invade my personal space when I've got my, like, oh, dad so ill. Yeah, fucking dickhead. God. Yeah, thanks for being so nice. Are you sure nice you don't want me to talk to him? No, that's a stupid suggestion. God, thanks for being so nice about it. Yeah. Hey, like, you need anything, you tell me, alright? 
I'm right here, like whatever it takes. We're gonna get through this. I think I should go talk to him. Do you know a really weird thing about a stressful situation, like with my dad? Makes you feel like you shouldn't do anything, but it makes you want to do stuff even more because you want to prove that you're alive and living the moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so come on then. like me that much but like well no I think uh, it's okay it it's okay you know it's personal. okay like, yeah I just thought you were a little bit a little bit yeah well I am a little bit I'm a little bit I'll never I'll never be able to prove to him that, that you are the right guy for me. It just seems like such a shame that one does the speech at the funeral and really one should say all of the things to the person before they talk it. Yeah. Well... Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I liked your dad. I did, you know. I think, I just feel like I owe you an apology because you were just going around <laughs> liking him and he was a bit old with you, you know, because okay. he just, I was his princess and all of that shit. Yeah. What matters is that 
you know, he, he loved you a whole lot. You loved him and, you know, he, he, he showed that, you know, even if, even if the way he showed that was by, was by, you know, fighting off anyone he came near you with a big golf club, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. 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 We need a cup of tea. Oh God, yeah. Definitely need a cup of tea. Yeah. Oh, thanks for um, not being weird about, you know, yeah. about doing it at the wake. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it's, it was, um, I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I, it, it, I just wanted to, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't account for it. It just makes you do weird stuff. Yeah, apparently. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know I'm, that. I'm, I mean, I. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm sure he wouldn't be pleased. <laughs> but. <laughs> But Is he looking down on her? Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> no. No. Um, I mean... Oh, my God. What the hell were we thinking? I mean, you, you dragged me into a cupboard, you know. <laughs> you shouldn't have let me. Oh, my God. Hey, hey. Oh, my well, God, what is the matter with me? Rach, babe, you, it's like you said, you know, it's like you said, like we, we, we're just, you just caught up in it. Oh, I, I don't know. Should we have that tea? Please. Yeah. The thing is, like, I spent a lot of time, like, like, not working, you know, like, like, you know, and everyone was super understanding and everything, but, like, I, I had to, I had to put back in the hours, you know? Like, you've got a, he's not my dad, you know? And, and, there's only so much like it's not like I was I was taking time off or anything but like it's busy you know it's busy you can't just you can't just you know drop everything and I had to go back to it and and I knew that she wasn't okay like I, I don't know what to do about that you know she was she just wasn't okay but I I I, I didn't know what to do and every time we tried to talk about it we ended up like having sex and it was this really like intense sex and I mean it was it it was it was it's 
I don't know. Like, I, I just, I didn't want to push her away, you know? should have texted. Um, yeah, we just, uh, Ian, like, basically called, like, he laid it all out on the line. You know, like, there's, there's, there's enough money for eight people in our team, and there's ten people in our team. You know. Okay, what does that mean? Um, it means, it means late, it means, it means late, it means busy, um, it means sales, you know, hopefully. I think that, I think that, I think that guy at like the kind of, like, the, the bike chain place, um, will, you know, like, their invoicing thing is, is just like, a mess and he calls like once every couple of months and I've just not jumped and like pulled him up on it and like set up a meeting but you know I think that 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 on its own could like could like set me you know should we have sex babe I'm, I'm you know I'm tired you know um Uh, so no. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm not in the mood. You're not fancying me anymore. What? Of course I fancy you. Of course I fancy you. So why don't you want to have sex? Because. It's like half nine. I've been at work for like 12 hours. Thir 13 hours, like. Be the perfect pick-me-up. Babe. Oh, fine, don't then. Well, I'll warm up your dinner. sat here all day, I think I might just go back to work. I mean that, if, I, you know, that might be good. Yeah? Yeah. It's fucking shit sitting at home all day like this, being sad. Golly, I'm so sad. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it'd be, I think it'd be, thank you. I mean, life? Continues. Here we are, continuing the life. On it goes, relentlessly marching forward, and it doesn't march forward when you sit here. I've been um, 
Hear that song from the Pulp Fiction soundtrack? Counting flowers on the wall that don't bother me at all. Mm -hmm. Playing solitaire till dawn with a deck of 51. Mm. That's, that's you, is it? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or do I have to spell it out? Obviously that's what I'm saying. I'm going to go back to work tomorrow. Great. 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 Mm. Yeah. Early night will probably be just the same. Great. So I went back to work and um, Jack was great. And uh, he was like, You told me to leave you alone. I was like, Yeah, well, now I'm telling you to go for it. Mandy messaged me from work. Mm -hmm. She said, um, so she just thought I ought to know um, you and Jack have been really pally. Like, really pally. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Is he? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, d I didn't need to tell him to back off actually because he's just... You fuck him. How long have you been fucking him? Only when you won't do it. trying so fucking hard to make this work. Yeah. yeah, you have. Really fucking trying. And I was trying too. Oh, yeah, and it just got worse and worse. But you know the one time things turned around and we got better? Was when I was getting it somewhere else. So I thought I'd better carry on for us. You fucking mental. You thought you'd carry yeah. on for us? Yeah, I think I might be actually. I feel absolutely fucking alive and on fire and batshit. I can't explain it. I can see that you're falling apart in front of me. And I don't know what to say. And I don't know what to do. 
It's absolutely fucking mental. I know. What do you mean you know? I mean, I know. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've crossed over. Do you want to come too? Because I think you do. Because I think you liked it in the pub toilet. I think you liked it at a funeral. What do you mean? What the fuck are you on about? You fucked somebody else. What do you mean? Come with you. What do you mean? Cross over the fucking line. Dude, you don't you understand? This is over. This is over. What the fuck? You can fuck other people too. I want. I don't want to fuck other people. I don't want you to fuck other people. I don't want to. I don't want to fuck you when you're fucking crazy. I left and I, I went to a hotel, you know, like I just, I didn't know what to do. And like I, I, I drove to a hotel and I booked a room and then I just, I just went to the nearest pub and like I, I like, I just like sat there like with a pint and like, and then I got like two more, three more pints and I just, I just didn't know what to do. You know, I just, I just, I just got absolutely fucking wrecked and then I went back up and I went to bed, you know, and then the next day I woke up and I went back down to the bar and, and there was this woman there, you know, like she kind of had like, you know, kind of dirty blonde hair, um, it was cut quite short, um, and she was, you know, she was, she wasn't like skinny, but she was like, you know, curvy. Um, and she had this really bright red lipstick on. Um, and she was just kind of alone at the bar. And so I went up to her and I just started chatting. And, and I, I went upstairs with her and, 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 then we, and then we did it. You know, because I, ha I had to know, right? I had to know, like, would this, because Rachel was right, you know, I, I, I had, I, 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 I knew she was crazy, I knew it wasn't, it wasn't normal, and like, I, I kept going, you know, and I had to know, and so, and so we, 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 we had sex, and then, and then we, we finished, and then, 
we were in bed, um, and she turned to me and she was like, so, so, you know, what do you do? And I was like, what do I do? What, what, why? Why? And then she, you know, I just started laughing, you know, I just, I couldn't understand, like, what she thought was happening, you know, I didn't understand why she thought, like, we were having a conversation, and she just, like, and she burst into tears, and she left, and I was just, and then, and then I went home. Fuck somebody else. <laughs> and yeah. So our first question is, when did you know how this would end? <laughs> Uh, at no point did I know how this show would end. <laughs> yeah, you? <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, not until the audience started clapping and I was like, right. And we're done. That's the show. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't know if that's true because I actually don't have good memories of this show. You're right. Do okay. you? Um, I thought I did when we started listening to it and then <laughs> listening through it I was like good grief I don't remember like no. how any of this kind of came to be about the journey feels, no memory of the journey yeah. just the destination yeah feels a bit like being under a spell you know like in a fairy tale kind of like going through this 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 thing and coming out of the other end of it and going like Wow, I, I did all of that stuff. So it's like a Midsummer Night's Dream for the a 21st Midsummer century. Midsummer Night's Dream for the 21st century. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. so I often have um, pretty clear ideas and opinions on mm. what Improviser Brain was thinking mm -hmm. while things were happening. But uh, for once, I, I don't know. Yeah. And 
listening to it back, what strikes me the most is not the ending, it's the beginning. That is way out of character for us to it's start very strange. halfway through a really manky argument about salt on <laughs> sausage and mash. Yeah. Yeah, under salted mash. Yeah, it um it was a I th- I think that energy that we start the show with. Um I mean, regular listeners to the podcast will know <laughs> that our shows frequently start with, you know, we've got this lie or this secret from the audience. We want to see that play out. Yeah. In you know, we want to be able to find the 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 irony in that, the comedy in that. Um and I think it's I think you know, I can't pin down the exact circumstances of us going on stage in Edinburgh, but there's something about the I had sex with someone else. It's so plain as a suggestion yeah. that it's very hard and it's 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 very hard to milk that um for humour. And what's more is that the this didn't make it onto the onto the kind of edited down version. But the the suggestion we clarified was I had sex with someone else, not I'm having sex with someone else. So oh, really? Was, Did we clarify that beforehand? Yeah. Did we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> pedantic, but great. Pedantic, but great. Yeah. Um, so so it was it was set up as this thing that had happened, this incident that was now in the past. Um, but yes, we start with this with this this energy, and it changes the whole flow of the rest of our show. Yeah, completely mm. esoteric version of our show. Mm. Not representative. <laughs> not, not representative. I still, I really enjoyed listening back to it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think this show is a tribute to the Edinburgh Fringe because doing the show night after night is where you have permission to go off piste, go out yeah, of field. Yeah, Absolutely. Do you know? Because this is like a few shows into the run, but we've yeah. still got loads left coming up. Mm-hmm. So this is the point when it's like, okay, now what happens if we chuck all that out the window, and do something <laughs> else? And I think I think also, um, you know, we we hear the the audience like before the sh- before each of our shows in Edinburgh, we were chatting to the audience. We were kind of getting to know the people who were sat in the room with us, welcoming them into the room. Um, and you can you can hear like somebody you know vocal like he's he's gonna he's gonna show you what's going on like there was a there was an energy in that room. Yeah, I on say that night. I can't remember what you looked like naked, and the mm-hmm. guy yells out, "He's gonna show you!" <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, you wait, my friend. <laughs> you may have misjudged this moment, but we're banking that energy, that attitude, that frame of mind of an audience where someone shouts out like ten lines in." Yeah. joins in to that level there's your audience atmosphere there's your audience atmosphere yes so the the point at which i knew where it was going to end was halfway through my final soliloquy as i was saying yeah because this idea remember you didn't know when you left and went to the hotel what you were going to do at the hotel no you found it as you were talking didn't you yeah absolutely yeah. Um, yeah, that was really kind of discovery. There's a lot of this show that, that listening back, I can, I the there, there are bits where I don't remember the making a clear decision. There are clear decisions that get made by the performer that I'm like, oh yeah, great idea. I don't remember making making that or where that came from. But there are definitely points where I'm like, I remember and can hear in myself like being tilted and not knowing what's going on and going like all oh, right and now I'm gonna dis- I'm really discovering as I'm talking what is 
what my character's attitude to this is, what the facts of the situation are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which... I'm very aware that because we started in a way we almost never do mm. halfway through a manky argument, that you, you, your starting point, you always have to kind of ask yourself, not at the time exactly, but when you're thinking about narrative structure, where does that leave us to go? Mm. So we started pretty high, so where did that leave for us to go? Well, quite far, yeah. <laughs> as it turned out. Yeah. <laughs> like things had mm. to be sufficiently more extreme mm. than that first argument to justify the storytelling process. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't have a, a sort of template for what scene three, scene no. five of our show is going to be. But we know the ingredients that are necessary to be able to tell a satisfying story are that there is something something to love about this couple, that there's something relatable there, that there's something for them to, to lose, that something is at stake if the relationship goes wrong, and that the lie is something, the deception is something meaningful to them. So we know that those are the things that we have to find a place for. And so when our first scene is this very confrontational thing, you know, you can you can hear us building and compounding that and turning this into okay so they're they're at loggerheads with each other and then uh, yeah so we got married pretty early uh i don't know if that was the right i thing for us i just had this random crazy experience with this guy jack because alex was never here but that's not what we're like you yeah. know that's not what i'm like i don't know it just came out of nowhere this crazy behavior but somehow that seems to have made things better and that, I think, was the start of that little, that engine of, God, I do crazy things, crazy sexual things, and I just go for this thing that I want in this moment, and completely, without kind of apology in the, in the instance, and that works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there is an option here whereby she's had sex with somebody else, and feels terribly terribly guilty but it's quite hard to just sort of feel guilty when the only other person on stage is somebody you're deceiving yeah it's not very easy to play that so then the other option is she does it and she doesn't care like that's not great storytelling you have to care mm. about the things you're doing so then what is the justification for this behavior and uh, that's really what you have to find when the get is something to do with infidelity. Mm. And there's always, whenever we get something related to infidelity, I'm always aware that there is there is work to be done here to justify why the infidelity and why the relationship continues. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it puts you in in between these these. There's there's the one hand which is which is well, why would anyone cheat? And there's the other hand which is well, why would anyone stay? Yeah. And people do stay in terrible relationships, but the show is not just trying to is not just beholden to what is realistic, no. but what has that that feeling of of dramatic truth to yeah. it. We're telling a bigger story than life. Yeah, because real lives aren't stories; they're not narratives; they're mm. real life, and you can watch that all day long. But you don't. Yeah. You pay money to go to the theatre. Yeah, you pay money to go and see the one that's exceptional yeah or, or that, that has instance. those just cause and effect yeah we like cause and effect because life is not necessarily like that mm. or if it is we don't understand yes it. and it's you know 
the, the, the timeline of our show is then compressed as well. You know, we, we saw that that could have been over the span of like months, a year, maybe. Yeah, even. time. Time passed in between a lot of those scenes. Yeah. Um, but we're feeling and experiencing all of it at once because those are the crucial change points. And I actually remember there was one point in one of the later scenes where you mm. ask me how long I've been shagging how long Jack been or when it was. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, great question, Alex, but let's not focus on that because I don't know right now. <laughs> oh, the mystery of numbers and improv. <laughs> yeah, it's the length of time that the show is. They're not 40 minutes, they're not 40 years. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, next question is really interesting here. Mm. Well, well, hopefully. When did you know who your character was? Um, I I think I knew who he was in the first scene when I had started with this. When I'd started, I was like, oh, we're in a fight, we're in a fight. Why are we fighting? We're fighting because because I'm trying really hard and she's lonely. And that's why she's, you know, that's why she's cheating on me. But like, why is that? Why is that then this relationship worth saving? Why is she not just gone? Okay, yeah, I'm trying really hard to make this this thing work. Um, and I I felt his stress, and he was just like, I want this. I want my relationship to be this island of of peace and and love that I come back to. You know, he wanted the traditional domestic life, and he didn't have it, and he was struggling. Something I absolutely loved that you did was we started off arguing and negative, and, uh, and in about scene three, I think it was, you brought the love back to the relationship so that you gave us something to cling on to and you gave us something that we didn't want to lose. And I think that was really good improviser brain behaving well. Mm. But I think it ties into who your character, who you're saying your character was. You're saying you knew who he was early doors mm. and that I think really ties into what you're saying about who he was yeah yeah um I think I rediscovered who he was at the point that he was rediscovering that when he was confronted with um but you've been you've been shagging me this whole time you know <laughs> I'm crazy yeah you know this is crazy and you've been going along with it yeah um which you know that kind of like integration of all of the facts and and going to the the hotel room I think he had this this real second discovery and I think that for me was like okay so how far does this guy go with this how much has he been dragged in and has he just kind of gone along with it my, my real kind of I mean we'll talk about turning points but my real <laughs> perception of that journey throughout the show was like oh he's he's doing so much to lead her and she's being so responsive to his like guidance for what she should be feeling you know in the confrontation about about jack and the text message he's like yeah i you know is he harassing you she's like yes yeah yeah he is yeah absolutely yeah no i this is how i should be feeling this is how i should be responding and letting him like feed in his version of things and let that you know, encouraging that to become the fantasy. But she was absolutely leading him down this path with the sexual stuff. With the, 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 the like, weird, <laughs> weird sexual energy. And I think he was realising that at that point. When, 
when did you know who your character was? Uh, so, uh, I don't remember this from the performing or from mm -hmm. after the performance, but listening back to it, I'm really struck by the scene that you've just mentioned where she's like, oh yeah, yeah, he's bothering me. Yeah, oh, you talk to him, you said scare him off. My God, no, don't do that. It's very odd playing a character who is lying because acting is a deception. Mm -hmm. So then to play a deception where there is somebody deliberately deceiving, somebody mm -hmm. layered on top of that is very odd. And so the audience has to know that she's lying, and you can tell from the delivery that she's lying, but Alex is tricked. Mm. Yeah, there's a suspension of disbelief that goes on in you playing less convincing a lie than a real person, exactly. and me being less insightful in that instance, even though that might be slightly out of character. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. And also our whole show hinges on mine and your connection as performers. Mm. And so then when we're playing a scene where the connection between the characters is so broken, that can only take up a certain amount of stage time mm. or we can become broken, I think. Mm. And I was very aware that it was relative to the majority of our other shows. It was a long time that she was spitting out lies and still not getting busted for it. Mm. And I think there was something about that that gave her and me the freedom to be like, well, this is obviously bollocks, <laughs> so I can do anything and he yeah. won't call me out on it. Like I say, I can't remember if any of that was happening in my head at the time, but listening back to it, I get a strong vibe of that. Mm. Yeah, it's it's the the the... I was I was conscious of of as a performer like threatening keeping this this deception relevant with Jack keeping the messages in there keeping him at the front of the situation to kind of crank up the tension but the lack of discovery like pushes it into well yeah I think I think she was pushing more and more because every time every time she did something sexual it was in your second soliloquy you know every time this is great for us this was actually great for us yeah i fucked somebody else and i got away with it and it was great for us and now, and every, we're, happy. And now we're happy and every time they have a further confrontation about it that results in them being more closely them feeling like more of a team together you know alex sees this text on Rachel's phone, he goes, who's Jack? What's going on? She gets offensive. He's like, what the fuck has he done to you? She's like, yeah, you should confront him. Like, she's almost excited by the prospect of, like, being fought over. Yeah. And then she realises, she's like, no, 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 but thank you, babe. Thank you. You know, that's great. And it's all, I can use all of this, any stressor in my life, mm. any issue with our dynamic, I can use this to get sex. Mm. Yeah. So that's, who Rachel was, somebody who needed sex, wasn't getting it, so would do anything to orchestrate a, a level of intimacy, which I think most people consider bizarre, unacceptable, unhealthy, mm -hmm. to get the sex. Yeah. That was quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the sex was... was uh, it, it was about the sex. Like, she was enjoying yeah. the sex with with... 
Jack and she turned to that. But I think what she, like it became, it became like a, and you know, we, if you buy into this, then we can both have this new level of intimacy that we don't even have to be having sex with each other, but in the act of fucking somebody else and knowing that we're in this weird game of doing anything for sex, then we're together. Yeah, and it ties right back into me saying, I can't remember what you look like naked, guy in the audience saying, oh, he's going to show you now, or whatever he says. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I'm saying, like, that got banked. And then we saw what they would do, what she particularly, but him also, yeah. would do to get sex. Yeah, the whole show was, like, is, is kind of encapsulated in that kind of, like, challenging someone to fuck you. Yes. <laughs> fight club. Fight club. This is the sexual fight club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, another point when I sort of discovered another, peeled the onion, another layer of who Rachel was, mm. uh, was, uh, I guess, maybe three quarters of the way through, just before you were like, are you crazy? Mm. And I, as the performer, you're like... You're like kind of pulled magnetically down certain paths. Like I've been busted. Mm. My lies come out. Am I aggressive about it? Am I devastated? Am I sorry? What am I? And I th again, I can't remember. But I think listening back to it, what probably was happening was I was feeling it in the eyes. Mm. The the those mad eyes. And I was like, yeah, that's what she is. Mm. Are you crazy? Yes, I am. Yeah. And I felt like we earned that, not knowing that we were sowing the seeds to earn that exactly, mm. but we did, I think, earn it by uh, dealing with heart attack and death. Mm. Those are steps on the journey to that level of mental health problem. Yeah, this very extreme circumstance on top of something that was already, you know, a, a brewing crisis. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then that gave her permission for he then gave her permission to be irrational and emotional and gave her space and encouraged her to do whatever yes and just practically as well it gave her space to step out of real life being yeah. at home about yeah. those responsibilities yes away from work and therefore more lonely more isolated yeah he's more time being at home with alex not there yeah yeah. Which was the original problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Turning points. Uh, Why did we have sex in the wake? <laughs> That's a turning point. I can't believe listening back to that, that came out of my mouth. <laughs> so I did remember that. Yes. That happened in the show. Yeah. But I couldn't have told you how we got there. I had no idea how we got mm. there. And even listening to it... Like, I don't think I, it, I'm necessarily... Like, the point I say it, I'm like, that's when I say it? That's... Yeah. All right. That's when I say it. And I I can... I, listening to it, can hear the, the like, the shock in my voice as I am recontextualising all the stuff that's happened and incorporating <laughs> that into what's going on. And like, well, yeah, yeah. we. You just seemed really... Like you needed that kind of support. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the definition of yes and, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That 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 felt like a big kind of like, oh, fucking hell, new territory. 
I'm in, I'm in open water. What's the response? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course, this is, this, we, we both knew this was true. It's a, it's a revelation for the audience, but we both knew this was true because we've just lived it. And we've just had a really lovely conversation about what a great speech you did yeah, at my dad's need, wedding. Yeah, we need a cup of tea, don't and we? Yeah, and the context then is we're getting on because we've just had sex. It's nothing to do with the bonding experience of a relative dying and doing mm. a nice reading at the funeral. We're having such a nice time because we've just had sex. Mm. Yeah. And I think that, 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 that experience of as the performer going from you know having these kind of like well you know your dad he was he didn't like me but that's fine and we've got that and being very supportive and then having it like oh yeah and thanks for having thanks for having sex with me in in the cupboard like in the way in the cupboard <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah well you put you, you put me into a cupboard uh, yeah yeah um, and and that kind of like that juxtaposition then led to like I think that that sort of enabled that kind of like he was at that point in so much denial about the whole thing and I think you know some degree of unwillingness to face up to reality like if you're you know she she was getting texts from Jack she had no other message on her phone apart from thinking of you and his response was God, he's got to leave you alone. <laughs> like, he was... That, that goes beyond that, as we were talking about, that sort of suspension of disbelief into, OK, so he's in denial about it. He's had so many opportunities to discover this. And it's only when someone else tells him that that's happening that he is capable of, like, thinking, OK, well, I'm just working really hard and I'm really busy and I don't want to deal with any of this, like... So I'm just going to go, oh, God, Rachel's sad. I can deal with sad. I can deal with sad. I can't deal with crazy. But so if we just had sex at the wake and, well, it was because she was sad. That's fine. That's fine. That's normal. I find this a really interesting framing of him as a character because you, the person who performed and created and wrote that character, telling me he was in denial. Whereas from the other side of the stage, I'm experiencing, yeah, tricked him again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, got my way again. Got him round my finger again. Yeah. So, so that obviously we had sex at the wake. That's a big turning point. Yes, but I also would like to credit you with potentially an even bigger turning point, which came earlier, which, which is was your, your dad's, dad's had a heart attack. Yeah. So I can't remember how this happened, but listening back to it, we both turned to each other and we're like, <laughs> "Where did I pull that from?" And you said to me, "You must have come on with a sad face." Mm. And I will some. This is a little improviser tip for you. Oh wow! Yeah, I will sometimes start a scene with a sad face just to make you give a justification of that. And boy, did you! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think you know, and this is one of the of all the shows that we've that we've listened back to from our Edinburgh run. This is the one that I feel you know I have least kind of memory of the decision making process of being on stage at that point. Um, and you know we are working backwards through these, so I'm interested to see how that, how that, tr if that's a trend that continues. But I don't know if it's well. Just... This is a show in the middle, and it's a known fact that one remembers the beginning and the end of stuff, yes. and not the middle. Yes, one also remembers the emotional peak. But then there have been so, so many, many, so many, so many mountain <laughs> mountain ridges. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I'll 
be interested to see if that's the case in other shows as well. Yeah, um, but I think my 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 sort of if I <laughs> this is this sounds so stupid, but imagining what I would have thought in that situation, like my sort of. Knowing your brain as you do. Knowing my brain as I do, and knowing the process of improvising in this show <laughs> as I do, I think my instinct in that moment would have been like, okay, cool, so how can we heighten the, the like, strain on their relationship? But, but also you very give cleverly us, found something which give us that we can, we can bond over. Yeah. yeah, so we're in a more heightened emotional state, but again, coming from a really aggressive starting point is like show us the intimacy and show us the real connection there because we'd had two scenes at that point where 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 the, it had been quite really bad negative. really yeah. negative yeah so yeah. you needed to and, leverage a bit of ill health and the second scene i think you know culminated in them going to have sex um but it like that was led by Rachel, that was not led by Alex. Alex was quite happy to sit there and watch the TV until she was like, shall we go and have sex? Yeah. <laughs> I was very aware that she particularly, but I think both of them, referred to it a lot as have sex. Like that's quite straightforward, black plain and white, language. plain language. Mm. They didn't have their own like couple's term for it. They didn't use... like There was no euphemism. Or euphemism. Yeah. It was very direct mm. what she wanted and what they'd done. But that's sort of sad as well. It wasn't dressed up to anything more than that. I don't know. Some, sometimes our couples have like a language, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Well, well quite, quite often because of when we get a particularly sexual suggestion, when we get something that, that kind of relates to their sex life as opposed to having, you know, infidelity or something. Um, or when, when there's a very strong sexual content to the show, you know, we're aware that audiences have a very different range of expectations coming into a show. Some of them might be coming because they've seen the word sex on the poster and they're looking for dark, sexy theatre. Some of them might be coming because they've seen the word improvisation <laughs> on the poster and they're expecting, like, whose line is it anyway? I'm going to stick my arms through under your arms and then we're going to make a salad. Um... <laughs> So why do we never do that? Why do we never do that? Um, and so sometimes, you know, we have to, if we were as explicit about the stuff that's going on as we could be, that would a be be almost, I think, too much for people to yeah, to kind of alienate. really. It would alienate, but also it would it would sap away the the. There's so much humour that comes from people yeah. being uh, bashful about sex. Yeah. But this was but not that couple at no, all. Not at all. No, but not not because they were like, not not in a sexually liberated way. No, not in a. We have just these really healthy conversations about sex. No, you just felt like because there was nothing else. Yeah. Because every every type of language is a choice, even though we're describing it as very plain. Mm. Yes. Because they had no more. Yeah. Going back to turning points, I do have to mention. Probably my favourite turning point in all of Edinburgh, <laughs> which is the only thing I really can remember about this show, about performing this show, yeah. was that we'd had an argument in which you kicked over the chairs, which always makes me anxious in case the chairs break. Yeah. <laughs> and then you did your soliloquy about going to the hotel, and I don't know if you're going to end the show. Maybe that you're going to 
put call lights and that's mm. going to be the end of the show. So you don't. And I'm like, okay, so where is Rachel? And I remember like coming on stage and having to pick up the chairs so that I could lie on the chairs because that was, I was just being led by the pure emotion of where she was and where the show was. I had no plans. And as I lay down and just, as the improviser, just handed over all the power to you. Mm. If I lie down with my eyes closed on the chairs like that, I have no more agency mm. and it's all with you. And as I rested my head, I went, oh my God, am I dead? <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you were. <laughs> but I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we yet to do that. We're yet to do that. We're yet to have one of us be dead. Um, never say never. Never say never. Never say die. No. We did have a show in Brighton one year where I might have been a ghost. <laughs> you were not a ghost. You just said that afterwards. <laughs> but I... That, that <laughs> you were not a ghost. Our show is very, you know, is... is not 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 explicitly in terms of the poster, but but within our framing of how it works, is very explicitly set in in the real world. Yes. Um, in which we, I think, as performers, are in agreement that if ghosts exist, they are not a common occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not believe in ghosts? No, <laughs> I don't. Tell you what, I believe. I believe there is no place for ghosts in our show. I believe there's no place for ghosts in our show. But I did have that experience in a show of walking off stage and being like, oh my God, I have this really strong feeling that my character might have been a ghost. <laughs> and, which, is, which is a crazy thing. But that is the closest to me of that experience. There's something about improv that sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you go, oh my God. Am I dead? Right, exactly. Yeah. Am I a ghost? Am I dead? Am I this? You're creating it. You're writing this character. Mm -hmm. You're, and you mm -hmm. can still, in that moment, have the thing of, is this thing? Am I mm -hmm. that? Yeah, because because it's know. not it's not exactly a decision making process. A thing pops into your brain, and you're just rifling through the, the like how does that running it against the side of the, the thing to see if it slots in somewhere oh yeah yeah and sometimes it sometimes it does sometimes you go alright oh, I guess I'm dead sometimes it's oh right yeah I guess we had sex this this week <laughs> and sometimes it's am I a ghost no I'm not I'm not a ghost <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, even you, even in a show like a show like this, like the, those thoughts still come up. <laughs> yeah, they still come yeah. up to bite you. Yeah. And even the, and then we remember them the most because they're incongruous because they're the wrong thoughts. Yeah. Whereas, more often our thoughts become the right thoughts because we yeah. act on them and then that becomes the show and then that's what happens. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. Can you remember whether you thought I was dead? Uh no, I I I. I knew that you weren't dead. Great. Yeah. Uh, and so I acted as such, and then you weren't dead. And, and it was dead. true. And yeah. But I remember you telling me afterwards, like, I thought I might have been dead. I'd <laughs> 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 be like, oh, yeah, you could have been. <laughs> uh, whose side were you on? Whose side was I on? Now, that implies some kind of bad behaviour, guilt. Yeah. Like, side in a conflict. 
but it was actually the journey of the resolution of the conflict mm. rather than what normally happens, which is things are quite good and then conflict drives them apart. Mm. So it was like the inverse of that diagram. Yes. I um, am not... I'm not on... You know whose side I'm on? I'm on the side of the poor woman in the hotel. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. That's objectionable behaviour. Imagine. Just imagine. You, you're, in, you're in a hotel. You meet someone. You have this wonderful conversation. You go upstairs. You have sex. And then afterwards you turn to them and you start talking. And they just go, what? And start laughing at you. Oh, God. That must be devastating. Awful. Especially when... I think he presented as a very Joe Normal guy, mm. like not a Cas Casanova. Yeah, no. Not, I pick up women and this is how life yeah. is. Yeah, and, and, you know, projecting into that character's future, I don't think, I don't think he would ever have ended up having sex with anyone else again, not under circumstances like that, because I think it was only possible in that moment because he was so out of himself that he didn't come across as like yeah trying particularly hard to do this thing he was just like i've just had this moment of like untethered untethered yeah he he entered a liminal state yeah yeah he crossed he which, crossed over he crossed over yeah which i'm sure was not could not be seen by yeah dirty blonde hair red lipstick woman yeah uh so we're on her side <laughs> Whose side are you on? Uh, so listening to it, because mm. I knew this question was forthcoming, mm. I was like, wow, Rachel is so unpleasant. What an awful thing to do. But the more into it she got, the more I kind of have, like, a kind of, yeah. A weird respect for yeah, her. Yeah, exactly. She, the, the, I think, their behaviour hers and then his like the the is a, is a, is this is a story of discovering that really there's nothing stopping you yeah other than your 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 own sense of of inhibition of what's appropriate and we've used words like mental crazy mental mm -hmm. health problem yeah but that's uh, totally up for debate maybe she was none of those things mm. yes well <laughs> <laughs> so if we're going to try and diagnose our characters right. um, I would say that there was a significant amount of emotional distress going on for a prolonged period of time Correct. related to the behaviour and in that sense I think it was unhealthy you know maybe that's controversial to say <laughs> but I think at the point where you fuck at your dad's wake because... So I don't think that's the point. <laughs> no. I... I no. don't have a huge amount of judgement for that. I think it's more what Alex said in his soliloquy about we keep having this really intense sex. Mm. And it was your description of the intensity of it mm. that signals unhealthy to me. Mm. Yes. Um... Yes, no, it's, it's, it's not the act of having sex at the wake, it's the having sex at the wake because 
and whatever that question mark is, like that felt like an unhealthy motive. Mm. Um, but yeah, from a sort of like not to get all not to get all philosophy on this, but like <laughs> from an existential standpoint, like you have the freedom to do whatever yeah. at any given time. It's all about your ability to weigh up the consequences and how much you value how much you care about them and she i think i think the reason i would describe it as like not a sort of healthy enlightened position to be in is because the answer wasn't oh she'd weighed up all the consequences and actually she was fine with them it was she kept entering this state where she just didn't care and she needed him to come with her because when he was absent she'd just lay on the chairs (laughs) Yeah. She was catatonic without him. Yeah. She wasn't free, shagging anybody, not caring. She needed him. Yeah. And he he joined her in it. <laughs> so are we on his side? How close are you to being on his side? I don't, I don't know what his side is. He's <laughs> <laughs> his, at the point where he was saying, like, you know, I'm just trying really hard to make this work. You know, I've been trying desperately. I was on his side. And then he went out and had sex with someone else and then went back to her and was like, yeah, I'm in. At that point, like, he's crossed, he's crossed over. He's crossed over from being on my side to being s- beyond sidedness. <laughs> he's an amorphous, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've, they've slipped the surly bonds of Earth. It's not a great question in relation to these characters. It's not a great question in relation to these characters, no. But... That I think I think I like it as a question because it, it introduces the the topic of morality, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Definitely, and that and guilt. Yes, morality and guilt, which are so intricately tied into deception. Mm. I think the 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 question that our show poses is why do we lie to the people we love, and the sort of implicit follow up to that is. And when is it justified? Yeah. Yeah. And in almost every show, we justify it somehow because mm. that's one of the things we do. Because otherwise, yes. it doesn't matter. We justify it for our characters. We we give a we present a, a set of circumstances in which some people believed that they were doing the right thing or that they were justified in doing the wrong thing, and that's what we're there to kind of prod people with and the great thing about it being an improvised show is that we then get to come off stage and be like whose side were you on (laughs) yeah which which quite often when we have that conversation when people have come to see the show and they're having that conversation with us afterwards people are surprised to find that we are not you know aligned we don't don't necessarily buy into our characters positions on these things um, and there are times when we do. There are times when we've come off stage and been like, God, I really felt for that guy. Oh, did you? I really felt for her. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, more likely to feel for him than I am for her, I think. I don't know. We'll have to go back through the podcast and keep a tally. <laughs> if someone could do that and then yeah, uh, send it to us. Write in. That would yeah, really help. That would be great. Um, hey, while you're writing in, if you have any secrets or lies that could inspire a future show, please go to sexlivesimprov.com and send it to us. It's completely anonymous. It'll go onto the database and we'll pull it out and it could inspire a future episode of the podcast or a future live show. 
Thanks very much for listening. Bye.